welcome to The Feathered Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Welcome to The Feathered Desert, everyone. This is Kirsten, and Cheryl is with me. So today, we're talking about Female Bird Day. In 2024, Female Bird Day will be May 25th through the 27th. And what we're going to talk about in this episode is why there is this day at all. Why do we need a Female Bird Day? Well, because we just do, Kirsten. Of course we do. <laughs> in 2020, uh, excuse me, in 2018, Ken Kaufman wrote an article for the Audubon magazine titled, I Became a Better Birder When I Stopped Focusing on the Males. For those of you who don't know who Ken Kaufman is, he is the author of some of the most well-known bird ID guides, excuse me, used in North America. Quoting from his article, Ken says, An unconscious bias against female birds is widespread in birding. And he is correct. Yes, he is. If you look at the names of birds that describe what sexual dimorphic birds look like, excuse me, let me reread that. If you look at the names of birds that describe what sexually dimorphic birds look like, they always describe the male's coloration, not the female. For example... The ruby-throated hummingbird describes the red-colored gular, gular, yeah, mm-hmm. gular feathers that the male possesses. The cinnamon teal, a species of duck, describes the male's coloration during breeding season. And the red-winged blackbirds describe the wing bars seen on the adult males during breeding season. That is so true. You know, most of the time yep. you're working at the store and people bring in birds, you know, pictures of birds they're trying to identify. They're trying to identify a bird, but it's the female bird. Right. So Because they don't know what the female bird looks like versus the male bird. Right. Furthermore, the names of birds used to honor well-known ornithologists is used to honor well-known ornithologists, is always named after a man. I always wondered why. Audubon's warbler, Harris hawk, Abert's tohi, Allen's hummingbird, they are all named after men. You can count on one hand how many of the 10,000 identified bird species in the world are named after women. Lucy's warbler is just one example, and this bird was named after the daughter of a well-known male ornithologist. I want a bird named after me. Yeah, but no one's going to do that. And if they do, it's not because they're picking you because you have contributed to the study of ornithology. It's because your dad or your husband happened to contribute to ornithology. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just Uh like, really, guys? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Well, okay. It doesn't stop with just the names of birds. We all but ignore the fact that females also sing. For many years, really, most of the history of ornithology, actually, which, like, started when we started writing words, um, male bird songs have been the only ones studied and recorded, even after we actually discovered that females sing. 
The first few scientists that discovered this wrote it off as an anomaly and didn't even put it in any reports. It was like their anecdotal notes that they wrote it down in. In 2014, a study focusing on avian song worldwide actually revealed that female bird song is both common and critical in evolution. 2014, I mean, we've been studying birds since the written word was developed. And in 2014, we just had a study that focused on avian song in female birds. I bet it was a study done by women. It actually was a study done by a male graduate student. Oh, and it, forgive me. Yes. And yeah, I know it was kind of strange and unusual, but um, they were actually the ones published in 2019. And what they ended up doing was they recorded two female cerulean warblers singing a different song than the males. And initially they're like, oh, they just wrote it off as being something weird. But then it turned out to be something that they were consistently seeing, at least in that population. Now, I have to say that, of course, the cerulean warbler is one of those birds that is named for the male's blue color because the females do not have blue color in them. They are not cerulean. They are gray. (laughs) But the scientists that heard the females singing were, of course, surprised, which is so sad that they're surprised. But they documented their findings, which is at least one step toward us truly understanding the purpose of birdsong. Because we've really based all of our hypotheses and our theories on why birds sing on only half of the population. So the question is, could we have misinterpreted why birds are singing? Um, Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if it's not just, I mean, it may be for the same reasons where they're announcing themselves, they're announcing their territory. But if the females are also singing... Are they doing it for the same reason? Are they attracting a mate? Are they announcing their territory? I mean, maybe there's a whole different reason out there why birds are actually singing. Yeah. That poses a whole new set of questions. Yep. Which seems to be what we do very well with these podcasts. (laughs) Or they, you know, they could be singing to other female birds. They could be. I mean, what kind of information are they actually giving back and forth to each other? Huh. Makes I like you, it. Yeah, because it makes you think when you um, listen to the birds in your backyard, what's yeah. actually being said. We don't know. Nope. Oh, goodness. Wish I could talk bird. <laughs> but, well, I do. But No, um, I agree with you. I would, like to, I would like to speak bird as well. But they might be cussing at us a lot. But, so I don't know but, how, how much bird I want to speak. <laughs> that's true, too. Yeah. Female Bird Day is a challenge started by five amazing women interested in birds. Three work for various levels of of Audubon. Brooke Bateman, Stephanie Bielek, and... I, Bielke, I'm not exactly sure how to say it. I'm sorry, Stephanie, if I said it wrong. I'll say Bielke because you're better at it than I am. (laughs) Martha Harbison. We'll go with that. All right. And Joanne Wu is another ornithologist with UCLA, and Perbita Saha? That's what I was going to say as well. Is the editor of Popular Science. So I got four out of five. That's pretty good. Pretty good. 
During the COVID lockdown days, these women issued a challenge to birders all over North America to focus on female birds. And this challenge continues this year. In 2024, May 25th through May 27th is Female Bird Day. So all you birders out there, mark your calendars and focus on female bird identification and bird song on these days. To report your findings, you can go to femalebirdday.wordpress.com and fill out the Google Forms that will be delivered directly to um, the Galbatross? Yep, the Galbatross Project. Okay. I love that. The Galbatross Project. I know. I got that. Well, I just got that. That's why I said Yeah, I know. I didn't get it at first either. I was writing it down and I was like, I get it. The Galbatross Project. I thought that was pretty cute. That's pretty cool. You know, um, a shout out to uh, male scientists because, you know, I don't know how far we would have gotten without those guys interested in birds. But thank goodness um, there's been um, women out there who, because they really like um, turned it on its head as far as how they, how we look at birds. Yeah. We've both contributed a lot. I mean, but we are, we're all human, but we have different perspectives on what we see. And so without both perspectives, we're losing the whole picture. So I didn't want to take away from the, you know, the great work that men have done, but women have. No, of course not. They've really, um, and we've done podcasts on women of ornithology. So they've some great breakthroughs and have thought about um, and given a lot of thought and come up with um, answers. Yes. To some things that some guys just didn't think about. But you're right. All of us, it takes all of us together in science to, to, to get an answer and get where we're going. And Ken Kaufman is very true uh, about being a better birder when you recognize, um, that's a very true statement, when you recognize female birds. Yeah, absolutely. Because female birds generally are much more difficult to identify because they don't have the bright colors. They don't have the flashy um behaviors sometimes. So yeah, sometimes it it actually, not even sometimes, all the time, it makes you a better birder if you can identify uh, female birds. And one of the things that Ken talked about in the article, which I'll put up the link for that so you guys can read it, is that he kind of went through this evolution as he was birding because he started birding when he was really young. And of course, the first things that you learn are the brightly colored birds. And there's absolutely no problem with that. Start with that. That's a great way to get interested in birds is those bright, big colors because it attracts you. I mean, obviously, you see a red cardinal flying through trees and you're like, look at the red. And that's cool. But then he started noticing the, what's that brown bird with the cardinal all the time? And he figured out, oh, it's the female. And then he said what he would do is, yes, he started recognizing the females, but he was only thinking about, oh, there's a female cardinal. Where's the male? The mate must be nearby. And so he just used it as an indication of, oh, there's a male nearby. And then he said he started realizing he was doing that. And he's like, hmm, that's probably, you know, I may be missing something. So then he started thinking of, oh, there's the female, maybe I'm going to watch the female for a moment and see what she's doing. 
And then he started realizing that the behaviors between two different birds, male and female, even of the same species, are slightly different. And then he started going out looking specifically for females. What are the females doing? What are the females doing? And then it just expanded his identification repertoire. And he's like, it just kind of, it makes me a better birder. He's like, I learned more about behavior. I learned more about the birds. And it just opened up his world. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because female birds, and just in their coloring and their behavior, they're designed... Really, they don't want to be noticed because yeah. for the most part, they're um, uh, sitting on nests and the one who's generally more attentive and closer to the nest with the babies in it, generally speaking. So um, right. so to find them, you have to be um, general, more uh, observant. And just to share something, I, I remember when I discovered female red-winged blackbirds. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they are some, I mean, I love red-winged blackbirds. I love to listen to them, make their noises, the the males, and sing. And I like to watch their behavior amongst themselves. But the females are really quite pretty. Um, and Yes, they are. In their own, in, of themselves, but their behavior is just as interesting. Yeah. You're not going to find them in the same places because in the winter they don't hang out together and and even during breeding season, they're not necessarily together. Yeah, I think they're quite attractive. They're actually one of my favorite female. Um, they're very quite attractive. The streaking on them is mm-hmm. is quite beautiful. And when you look at them and you know that they, where they nest, I mean, they're they're perfectly camouflaged for where they are. But when they're out of that habitat, they have such beautiful striking striping on them that I really, I find them very, very fascinating birds. Yeah. So you, and so you just learn more about the bird in general. Yeah. Well, everybody out there, I'm glad that you have decided to do some female birding, but keep it up all year long. Don't just do it on those three days during the challenge. Don't focus on the female, I mean, Don't focus on the female birds, just only on those days. Do it all year long. Um, In his article, Ken Kaufman states that when he included female birds in his searching repertoire, he became a better birder. And quoting directly from that article, there's a whole world of birds out there, and it just wouldn't make sense to ignore half of them. 